It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hey there, welcome to The Tent. I'm your host, Scott Fellman, and it's time for another foray into the world of aquariums from a slightly different perspective. Now, we hear more often than not that the aquarium hobby is, you know, slowly dying, uh, the, the problems with this. I just don't believe that. However, there's many people out there that do. Sure, it's being challenged. It faces pressure from a number of outside influences. And these are often disconcerting, but I think they need not signal that, you know, doomsday is near. Okay, I'm putting my head on the chopping block yet again, but it's something that's been on my mind lately and I kind of want to talk about it. From time to time, I see these discussions on uh, hobby forums and, you know, Facebook and places like that about the fact that fewer people seem to be entering or staying in the hobby each year and just, you know, generally lamenting the fact that the hobby seems to be less popular than it once was. I don't know if that's true, but okay. Now, I lurked in one of these conversations not too long ago and was pretty amused and really sort of appalled by the attitudes that I saw and even more so by the apparent bewilderment of some of the people in the discussion, several of whom were active board members in major hobby organizations in a pretty unique position to help solve the problem. The sense I was getting was, you know, we give newbies all this stuff to utilize and there seems to be no reason for people to drop out of the hobby. And I think that this narrative sort of glossed over some easily corrected underlying issues. Now, sure, as a vendor in the aquarium hobby, but mainly as a hobbyist, I look at these discussions with more than just a passing interest, although I don't necessarily share the gloomy forecasts that are always brought up in these discussions. Now, sure, less people might be entering the hobby than, say, in the 1960s, but the ones who are in are where the real value is to this hobby. They need some TLC, and they need the right kind of stuff. The real issue, in my humble opinion, is not trying to get as many people to enter the hobby uh, to begin with. I know that sounds kind of weird. Sure, you always want more participants, but the low-hanging fruit that we should immediately concentrate on is to keep those who are already in, in. I think that's where the perceived challenges to the hobby lie. And I think that I have some rather opinionated views as to why this is even a challenge and some surprisingly easy fixes to help address the issue. I'm not just going to bitch today. I'm going to give you some of my thoughts. Now, you may disagree sharply, you may find my opinion a bit insulting, you may think I'm a complete fuckhead, and that's okay. That's why we have a, you know opportunity for everybody to sound, you know, speak their mind. However, uh, is my podcast, and I think there's some aspects of my argument that deserve closer examination if we want to solve this so-called problem that seems to be vexing a lot of people in the aquarium hobby lately. Let's start off with a little bit of a personal case study, if you will. It'll shine a little bit of light on a positive and a sort of negative that's happening right out in the open. It's about perception and awareness as much as anything else. Now, I've talked about this one before. One of my fave specialty aquarium clubs is the American Killifish Association. I've been a member of this organization off and on since my teenage years. And it's one of the oldest and most well-run specialty aquarium organizations in the world. Many of the members have been there for decades. I mean, these are an amazing group of hobbyists. And I would encourage anybody with even a passing interest in killifish to join in. There is tons to learn there. These people are amazing. That's the good and also the challenging part of this whole thing. The AKA, like a lot of organizations that have been around for a while, has a lot of members and a long tradition. 
However, this is where things get a bit, well, bumpy. Like many organizations with a long-term membership core to newcomers, it tends to be, at least in my opinion, a bit cliquish, a bit stubborn and somewhat non-user friendly at some points. Not mean or rude, mind you, just sort of in its own bubble. Seemingly blissfully or even stubbornly unaware of the environment and the opportunities which surround it. And someone, to someone who's a member decades ago and then rejoined, you know, later on in life, it, it was like a freaking time warp. It barely changed. It's both good and bad, but it's like this perfectly preserved 1970s hobby organization with a little modern touch or two. It's stubbornly on Facebook and the internet or whatever. The good part is the quality, the generosity, and just the general coolness of the people. They are amazing. It never changed. I hope it never does. Fish people in general are awesome. Killifish people are just on another level. These are, they're great. Now, I admit that killies are a rather specialized group of fishes and that the husbandry and breeding of them is unique and challenging and a little bit fascinating, but the AKA has some truly master breeder types in its ranks. And these people have spent a lifetime breeding and keeping these fishes. It's valuable beyond mention. There's so much good information there. It's insane. And they'll give it to you for the asking. However, like many hobbyists, I joined that group to learn a little bit more about the care and breeding of these fishes and to have access to breeders, you know, to obtain stock. I mean, to be honest, that's, I'd rather buy them from breeders than just somewhere online. The, the club never disappointed me in many of those aspects. And Killy hobbyists, again, are some of the most generous, helpful, and conservation-minded people around. They do a lot of good in this area. However, in my humble opinion, they're also caught up in this strange thing that drives me crazy with many hobby organizations and clubs that I've been involved with. And I think it's at least part of what the problem is that everybody talks about. The perception is that they seem to feel it's necessary to be how do I say it? Super scientific when sharing information about the fishes they keep. Now, I, I get that there's some important reasons to be accurate and scientific. I mean, we do that here. You can't, you can't always be like talking in generalities. However, I think they do it to the point of actually driving people away. Yeah, I believe this. In, in, the, in the case of the AKA, it seems like many of the articles in their periodic journals are reviews of a genus or a group of killies. Well-written, tediously researched, and all, but in my humble opinion the reviews are sort of educated layman taxonomic opinions of interest only to the hardest of hardcore hobbyists. Again, I'm no one to criticize some of their work because it's amazing. Perhaps it's amusing to some scientists, but really good for those late night beer influenced, you know, hobby conversations between old timers at conventions. It's cool stuff. And again, there's a lot to learn there, but gosh, so much time in many of these pieces is spent attempting to analyze what species belong in what complex and what the locality they're found in uh, has a relation to another locality or whatever that, that seemingly there's so much attention paid to this that seemingly scant in, the attention is paid to the fact that a many of the species reviewed aren't even available to the hobby and b little's offered on the specifics of their husbandry or even the natural environmental parameters of these much ballyhooed type locations where they were found do we need to impress scientists with our understanding of taxonomic you know language and our opinions what about the incredible work we do actually studying and keeping these living fishes themselves and how they reproduce? That's got to be worth something, right? Ouch, I know. I'm not picking on the AKA, but I've seen this in a lot of different hobby organizations. This is just one that I, uh, organization that I love, so I can now and then, you know, make a reference here. I mean, wouldn't those things be useful to discuss? Wouldn't it be more useful to a typical new hobbyist with an interest in these fishes? Wouldn't it bring more people into it? I, I just had an email uh, exchange today with a, a follower of ours 
who was saying, you know, how do I find out more information about some of these natural habitats? And this is kind of funny because so many killifish hobbyists and cichlid hobbyists and tetra hobbyists for that matter, and even beta people, they go to these wild habitats. They go on these expeditions every year and go out and collect. I know COVID has probably limited some of that, but over the years, and they've done some amazing work and they've filmed some incredible videos. They've been to some incredible environments. Does anybody ever bring a freaking test kit? Does anybody ever bother to do more than just take the temperature? How about testing a basic aquarium test kit, find out what the, the phosphate, the pH, the nitrate, the nitrite, is there a nitrite? What's going on in that water? Observations of the surrounding plant life, observations of the substrate, the soil. There's so many cool things we could find out if people would just make some of those kind of interesting observations and share them. I know I sound like a bit of an ass. I am sure many people won't be happy with me because of my opinion on this. And it's not the first time, right? And my opinion is, well, it's my opinion. Like it or not, if this topic bothers you, we need to discuss it from multiple angles and they're not always pretty. However, lest you continue to be insulted by my opinions, please realize that the point I'm getting at is, while it's awesome to do all the cool research on arcane topics like speciation and taxonomy, and I have nothing but respect for people who do the work, focusing so much on this stuff without a significant amount of counterbalance with more practical topics doesn't really do a whole lot to help the neophyte or even the quasi-experienced hobbyist who just wants to acquire, learn about, and breed some fishes. It just doesn't. It's not what we want to hear, likely, but I think it's correct. Now, for every how to raise, you know, whatever, or making your own spawning mops type of article, which we need, there seems to be a greater number of pieces on subjects like a hobbyist view of the taxonomy of the Aphisim in Calarium group or whatever. Again, it's my perception and that of others who brought it to my attention before. There must be a reason for this perception, right? It's just something to think about. So how do you get new hobbyists interested and keep them more interested and active in the game with the bulk of your content featuring stuff like that? Frankly, it's intimidating and it's off-putting to many newcomers. There needs to be a balance and an understanding that not everybody and you know finds the same thing useful and interesting. And just to be fair, the AKA has an online beginner's guide that's a huge, useful, and awesome resource. And I think that more clubs need to do that. And I think maybe it needs to be even more widely available or digestible. They put it out on Twitter, whatever. Get it out there. Again, that's my humble opinion. But in my humble opinion, the key to acquiring new members and keeping them is to remember that this is a hobby and that publishing issue after issue of, you know, non-peer-reviewed papers, I say papers, on very, very specific and arcane topics is just not going to help you endear yourself to the typical guy or girl who's really interested in the best way to spawn and incubate a few species of annual killifishes in a systematic way or whatever or recreate their natural habitat. The best value, in my opinion, that we deliver as hobbyists is to provide practical information to other hobbyists about the techniques, the ideas, and the practical approaches to what we do. The scientific papers are certainly something that should be featured, but a balance in content between practical and abstract and scientific has to be reached in order to appeal to a broader range of hobbyists, particularly those who are new to our various aquarium specialties. And I don't think anybody would complain if the practical abstract balance was skewed a bit more to the practical. I just don't. Many, we're not scientists. Okay, some hobbyists are scientists, quite a few actually. But hobby specialty groups are really not the optimum venue to publish true scientific research or tight papers or whatever, right? It's a hobby organization. We're trying to recruit new people for a hobby, educate them on stuff that keeps them engaged, keep them in the hobby. If you turn people off from the get-go, how do you expect to retain them? I know it's a tradition of sorts. It goes back decades. Well, if the problem of losing hobbyists is so acute as people keep coming and telling me, 
Isn't it time to revisit this sort of tradition and perhaps improve upon it? There's always going to be a place for these detailed, you know, analytical works by hobbyists. I'm not saying to diss them entirely. As hobbyists, we can and do contribute valuable observations and practical information to science, but I can't help but wonder why we feel compelled to publish taxonomy reviews, particularly without considering stuff like DNA analysis and stuff, like ichthyologists would when conducting, you know, that type of review, so often. We need to at least strike a balance by sharing more content about the things that help hobbyists keep and reproduce fishes. I know somebody out there is already, you know, counting the proportion of scientific themed pieces to hobby content in their club publication right now to just push back on me. I get it. I get it. However, the fact that there's a perception by many hobbyists, and I'm not the only one again, that it's skewed means there's something that we need to consider. Discussing techniques which will lessen our dependence on wild populations that provide insights into the life history of these kind of fishes is a perspective that only Aquarius can bring, and it's pretty damn impressive, really. That's a priceless con- you know, contribution. So, again, uh, it may not sound as technical or glamorous as an evaluation of the family structure of some South American you know, you know, cichlid complex, but I'm sure that it will do a lot more to get hobbyists involved and invested and to call attention to the fishes and their interesting environments and the environmental pressures they face. Like it or not, we're all sort of experts on this practical aspect of tropical fishes. And again, I apologize in advance because I'm sure this might insult at least a couple of editors of hobby club journals and certainly probably just diss the entire AK, which was definitely not the point. People are frustrated that they're not receiving enough how to breed whatever articles from members of the organizations. And I get it. That's a problem too. It's kind of all of our faults. We have experiences. I know we're not all writers and we're not all video content producers and we can't all waste an afternoon talking about something that's on their mind on a podcast. But even writing a brief summary or just turning your phone on and saying, hey, uh, this is how I do a water change or whatever. This is what works for my fishes. That's a huge thing. And it's welcome too. And look, I'm not saying to dumb stuff down because I've, you know I've made a, a whole series of rants on that. I'm not looking to dump stuff down or insulate us from what's happening in the ichthyology or other science fields or to ignore conservation or to ignore the work of citizen scientists or anything like that. I absolutely support that. I'm just saying that if you're going to spend a ton of time and energy lamenting about why so few hobbyists enter these specialty areas in the hobby or just the hobby in general, you need to take a good, hard, often uncomfortable look at what you, we, are not doing to address this. It's tough love. Now, I'm sure someone's going to point to me and say, well, why not bring this to the attention of your club? Or better yet, why not write articles for them? Good questions, but if you can see, I've been busy writing content pretty much every day and recording podcasts for the last several years on what I know best right here in the tent. And I'm happy to make it available to most any club if asked permission. So, you know, yeah, I've talked at plenty of clubs around the world and I've enjoyed sharing and opening some minds and learning a few things myself. Unless you think I'm unfairly pounding on the dear old AKA as a result of that, which I'm not. I truly love it again. I'm not. It's simply a good personal example that I can offer of a club that this has been a continuous thing over the years. I've seen some cichlid organizations uh, and some other uh, aquarium hobby organizations have similar discussions, uh, including some that I was guests at, and it just got pretty heated. Do you want another one? Okay, look no further than the world that I came from, the reef aquarium world, the reef side of the hobby. Now, again, absolutely amazing work has been done by hobbyists of all kinds over the past few decades, and none of it can be discounted. Propagating corals, this is, it's just this huge thing. It actually, when you understand like 
what a big step that was. It, it's amazing. Uh, from you know 30 years ago, this was a pipe dream, what we do every day. It's a huge thing that ultimately will probably help preserve priceless wild reefs for generations if it's done right. The techniques and the practices to accomplish this are within the reach of any hobbyist who wants to learn. There's a huge hunger and a continuous need for more of this information. Yet, if you attend the major reef hobby con- you know, you know, uh, conferences, uh, again, there's been a strange lack of nuts and bolts information on the basics of coral care, setup, how I do this. Rather, a high percentage of the speaker topics consist of things like reviews of coral genetics, how some big ocean-going tang was spawned in Palau, or how, insert your favorite chemical, you know, how this dosing for nutrient control at a public aquarium worked, or whatever. I mean, it's cool and all, but it's a hobby conference. And again, what about hearing from hobbyists? The organizers of these conferences would often complain while the talks were so poorly attended, and that everyone wanted to see the gear and the toys instead of attending the talks. And I heard this all the time when I was really immersed in that universe. And to their credit, they started to figure it out. They're actually having more hobby-level stuff, but there needs to be more. The pendulum is starting to swing back to more of a balance. It's a matter of looking at what the reality is in our hobby world. Again, you don't have to dumb stuff down, but I think you need to get content that's relevant to the largest number of people. The reality is what the coral hobby consistently needs is good information on how to keep and grow corals. There's still so much misinformation, so many ridiculous things. I, uh, you've, I've had you know many discussions with some of my good friends and uh, my buddy Jake Adams was telling me not long ago we were talking about coral acclimation, which is the, the absolute ridiculous topic of all time, actually. Um, we're not going to get into that here, but it's such a misunderstanding Uh, But I think we need, you know, more information. Hobby forums are not dominated by questions about the mass spawning of subtropical corals. Like it or not, they're filled with questions like, how do I mount my Pasolopora frag? Or what's the best way to control, you know, uh, slime algae in my reef or whatever. Content and information should be skewed towards that, right? If you want to keep people in the hobby. Look, I know that we don't exist in a vacuum. I know that reefs and other habitats are in trouble, and we need to understand these, the threats that they face. We need to interact with academia to share insights and learn. We can't run from some of the science stuff. We can't run from anything actually scientific. We just don't have to go crazy with it. I mean, we're all at the mercy of the nitrogen cycle, right? We need to at least have a basic understanding of how it works and what the implications are for our aquarium work. That's important. However, we also need to better educate hobbyists on how to keep and propagate the corals that are being removed from these reefs in large numbers. Now, granted, there's a lot more, you know, aquascaping, uh, aqua uh, culture and mariculture, and that's important. When I co-owned a, a coral propagation and import business, the bulk of the questions from hobbyists were frighteningly basic, like stuff you should know before you ever even buy an aquarium, like really fundamental stuff about the nitrogen cycle, about temperature, about pH, about mixing salt, for God's sakes. And then you wonder why these people don't more enthusiastically attend to talk about some tropical, you know, subtropical coral spawning study at, you know, a MACNA conference. Many of these people can't even keep their own coral frags alive in an aquarium. They don't understand. I literally received calls from guys who didn't have the most rudimentary understanding of the nitrogen cycle. It was frightening. Yet they spent literally tens of thousands of dollars outfitting their reef tank with the latest gear and buying all the latest expensive designer frags from people on eBay. It was maddening. And it's not just limited to the reef world, of course. It's our fault as an industry. Yeah, I'm going to bitch slap myself. It's the industry's fault. 
we seem to sell prepackaged solutions for everything. Another piece of gear, another additive that'll solve your problems. How about we educate people on the basics and beyond? The good, the bad, and the shitty. <laughs> That's what we at Tannen have done, I think. We've had article after article on a lot of basic and arcane topics of playing with botanical aquariums on our site. I've repeated stuff to the point where people are saying, do you ever talk about anything else? Because I believe that hobbyists have to be armed with the most fundamental knowledge of our little craft in order to succeed. And I'm not just going to show pretty pics of cool scapes and seed pods and sell them all the time. That's not how I'm going to do my part to address the hobby dropout thing. It's a wider hobby cultural problem too. We in general, as human beings, are a little bit lazy. A lot of us want instant gratification. and We simply don't want to take the time to dig through information, even if it's out there in abundance. We want it easier, faster, more concise. And yeah, it's not always enough. People can't be lazy. They have to read this stuff. They have to understand. A personal example again, I get a lot of emails asking me how to prepare botanicals. Even after we literally spent hundreds and hundreds of dollars on producing customized infographics, I've spent hours talking about this stuff at conferences and so forth, years writing dozens of articles and podcasts on this very topic. Obviously, I need to do better. I need to get out there. I need to need to be wider. We, we all need to talk about this more. There's blame enough to go around. And to newbies and others in the hobby, don't be freaking lazy. The resources are there. We just have to keep directing people towards them, and people need to use them. Hats off to people like our friend Rachel O'Leary, who cranked out hundreds of informative videos on all aspects of you know fish keeping, stuff for hobbyists at every level, but always with an emphasis on the art of fish keeping, some of the basic stuff, stuff like what she's doing, what, what like many of these good content producers are doing, is an incalculably valuable resource. There's a reason why a person like Rachel has been a fixture at these hobby conferences. We need more stuff like this, more hobbyists like her to step up to the plate. You get people into the hobby by sharing with them the awe and the wonder and the beauty of the aquatic world. You show them that with a little investment of time and study and patience and execution, they too can do it. You reinforce the basics, no matter how redundant that might be to the majority of hobbyists who are experienced in a given subject. Get information out there in public, easily digestible formats. You strike a balance. Learning never stops. You get and keep hobbyists excited by sharing the things that they need to know in order to succeed and stay in the hobby. You back it up with camaraderie and support. You take the time. Do the people skill things. And as vendors, we've got to look beyond just trying to sell whatever it is that we sell. And we have to share our advice on fundamental concepts to assure you know, lasting success in the hobby. Otherwise, we cause our own extinction, right? You know, teach a man to fish, that sort of thing. Yeah, even in the social media insta-hype world we live in, there's still room for improvement. I've hit this hard before, I know. We show too much finished product with killer aquascapes and not enough of the less sexy, although way more important, process. There's an easy fix for that. Just share the process. Discuss the fundamentals of what you do. Show an algae-filled tank. Show a tank that's kind of in the middle of the throes of, uh, of settling in. When hobbyists realize it's just not one, two, three, awesome... And that there's a little work and occasional setback and struggle involved. Expectations are set, which assure people go in eyes wide open and stay in. Expectation management via education. And there's a certain responsibility that we as hobbyists take on when keeping live fishes. This needs to be emphasized to everybody. That's my diagnosis and a prescription to help fix some of this. I realize that my strong opinion may be off base with some people. You might have personal experience, facts, and opinions which differ substantially from mine, and that's important. It's okay. It just means that there's numerous possible solutions. And here's the thing. We should all act in a manner that we feel helps advance the cause of recruiting and retaining people in the aquarium hobby.
Maybe you do prefer to write taxonomic reviews above all else. Well, damn it, keep writing them. That's fine. And maybe we should try to step back and evaluate things as objectively as possible from time to time. If you think we should keep the most advanced segments of the hobby satisfied with content that is geared toward them, and that's what you're best at, keep doing that. However, do turn an eye to the larger hobby as a whole once in a while, and perhaps offer up some of your good old practical experience to help recruit and retain some newbies. You'll be pleasantly surprised at how well that can work and how soon they'll be talking about taxonomy. <laughs> Want to be a mentor to a new hobbyist? That's amazing. My personal strategy is to offer up as much digestible, non-commercial information on a very practical, philosophical aspect as best as I can. Your approach might be something completely different, and that's great. Just act on it, because nothing's going to change if we don't. Thanks for indulging me on this long-winded dissertation on what may be wrong and how to fix this hobby. There's a lot more to discuss, I know, and I'd love to hear your ideas too. In the meantime, stay diligent, stay generous, stay observant, stay open, stay empathetic, and always stay wet. Until next time, this is Scott Bellman from Tannin Aquatics. Thanks for spending part of your day with me, and I look forward to seeing you on the next installment of The Tin.